figure out how to stop sharing we'll get this working how's everybody doing it's been a crazy long week and it's only thursday welcome to the growing with fishes podcast episode 100 and or sorry 215 we were just joking about this right before the show um on how uh yeah it's been quite a few episodes What's the general thing? Yes. Neither. We thought it had been quite a few, so it's pretty awesome. Anyways, we thought we'd give you guys a bit of a quick preview. Um, we have the uh, uh, virtual aquaponic cannabis conference this weekend, October 3rd and 4th. We have a super awesome lineup coming up. Um, I'm your host, Steve, from Poem Ponics, and Marty is your uh, co-host from AP Meds. Welcome, everybody. All right, so we have the virtual aquaponic cannabis conference right here on the Potent Ponics YouTube channel, October 3rd. Uh, we have, uh, I will be speaking first at 8 a.m. Pacific, uh, and then followed by me will be Angela Tenenbrock. Uh, she will be uh, speaking on um, food safety and biosecurity in your aquaponics facility or your you know cannabis facility in general. Uh, she's a, a, a food safety auditor and inspector and uh, is a very, very knowledgeable person when it comes to aquaponics and soil and cannabis and vegetables and all types of things, uh, food safety related. She's really kind of a guru of all things uh, food safety. So uh, she's gonna be awesome in uh, talking to us about uh, you know, that portion of, of aquaponic cannabis. And we have Roger Loper from True Aquaponics. He's gonna be talking to us about nutrients and all the different wonderful things that he's been doing and the community that he's been growing over there at True Aquaponics and you know some of the different nutrients that people use in, in aquaponic cannabis. We have Matthew Gates, also known as uh, Sync Angel on Instagram uh, or um, uh, Zenthanol on YouTube. He's uh, quite the insect and pest management guru. He's gonna be giving us an hour long talk on pest management, which is gonna be quite extensive and uh, quite informative. He's one of my favorite, favorite people to talk to. Uh, on a regular basis. Uh, we have uh, Brian Flippin, which will be speaking to us during the lunch hour. We might have another uh, surprise guest there during the lunch hour. We'll see who, who, who pops on. Uh, and then we'll be uh, on to Breeder Steve at one o'clock uh, Pacific time, uh, speaking to us about uh, aquaponic cannabis. He's one of the first person to write about aquaponic cannabis way back in 1997 on overgrow.net. A lot of people don't know that. He also is running a very large bioponic aquaponic cannabis system, the largest in the world as far as I'm aware, uh, in Colombia, doing an enormous aquaponic cannabis facility. Uh, it's, it's multiple acres. It, it's huge. It's, it's, it's absolutely enormous. So it'd be really cool to talk to him about that. Then we'll follow by uh, Breeder Steve. We'll have Chris Trump. Uh, speaking on uh, green natural farming in uh, aquaponics and some of the different things that you can use in aquaponics uh, uh, from the green natural farming realm. Uh, and then we'll, uh, followed by him, will be Dr. Leonard Wilson, uh, Wilson Leonard, I'm sorry, I got that backwards. Uh, Dr. Wilson Leonard, he's an aquaponic expert from Australia, author of Commercial Aquaponics, 
uh, quite an immense, uh, extensive book. He'll be speaking on some of his research on aquaponic cannabis. He's been working on an aquaponic cannabis project down in Australia, and he'll be presenting uh, his first data on that. Um, he hasn't really spoken about it uh, publicly, so really excited to hear about that. It's gonna be really cool. And then we have a breeder panel. We have uh, Dragonfly Earth Medicine, which uh, I don't think they need much of an introduction. They're uh, incredible people, and uh, the 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 uh, some of the uh, the most knowledgeable people when it comes to sustainable and regenerative uh, um, uh, production. And uh, some some of the producers of some incredible cannabis, including one of my favorite strains, G13 Hash Plant uh, Cross. Um, and we'll have uh, Wade Laughter as well, uh, found, uh, father of many of the common CBD cultivars out there and um, the gentleman who helped bring a lot of that to the, the industry and uh, just an all-around great guy in terms of uh, uh, helping get patients uh, the CBD medicine they need. And then uh, Rasta Jeff, who's, who's created many a wonderful cultivar, including Arise, which is quite popular in Colorado. And then uh, on October 4th, um, we'll be having uh, Joe Pate start the day off at 8 a.m. Pacific, uh, talking about beyond um, you know standard nutrient model uh, talking about uh, humic acids and fulvic acids, a bunch of other awesome stuff. So that'll be really awesome. We'll have, um, followed by him, will be Josh, Josh Rutherford from Dutch Blooms. He'll be speaking on, um, uh, you know, large-scale hybridizing aquaponics into your soil grow. You know, people that are doing more of a, um, a dem pure sustainable soil or or um, sun, moon, earth type people, uh, how to incorporate aquaponics into those types of grows. Uh, how aquaponics can be a portion of your, um, you know, larger soil, sustainable soil uh, uh, farm and how they can, you know, be a piece of your puzzle, which is really cool. And a lot of awesome information, a lot of uh, video from his farm uh, live, which is going to be really cool. Uh, we'll have Marty Wydell, uh, uh, co-host here. Uh, Marty, do you want to tell us what you're speaking about? I'm a little on the fence, actually. I've got two different decks that I'm working on. Um, so I might, and I think I might end up just kind of combining the two of them, but some of my more successful, um, like U siphons and loop siphons, I think would be interesting to do. I'm trying to find stuff that people aren't already covering. And we have two days worth of like uh, professional and on the panel already that are covering so much stuff that um, I wasn't sure what I, what I wanted to cover, but I do think that um, uh, that some of my, like I was saying, my more successful ones. I was also thinking like um, maybe some of my favorite episodes of the podcast, just kind of recapping some of those. So I might do like a 15 minute session of like my top five, because I get questions about that all the time. So I thought that might be kind of interesting. So if you guys have any suggestions in chat for stuff that you haven't heard about yet, you want more information on, um, definitely do that. So we'll take a tour of the flower room, bedroom, you know, cloning setup, stuff like that, and look at some of my more successful stuff there. And uh, yeah, still formulating, but we'll do some, some fun stuff. And I, I do think we'll probably dip into some of uh, the um, podcast episodes that have been um, either just really fun or inspirational, fun stuff like that. Awesome. And followed by Marty is the queen of KNF, Wendy Cronenberg. Uh, I think she's uh, one of the, uh, if not the most um, forefront uh, a woman in the in the KNF scene. I think uh, uh, I don't think there's any other woman that I, I'm aware of that 
has, has done as, as much to, to kind of push KNF forward or natural farming forward in, in the U.S. Super stoked to have her speak about other Korean natural farming techniques that can also be used in both soil and aquaponics. So it'll be really, really awesome having both her and Chris and, and, uh, as part of the panel. So super stoked on that. We've got a lot of in-depth natural farming info. And then after that, we'll have uh, Scotty Real uh, from Do Gro or I'm um, sorry, yeah, the Do Grows podcast, and Do Grows crew. Uh, we'll be speaking about um, uh, recharge and microbes. And then after him will be Dinesh. Uh, oh man, uh, you know what? I don't want to butcher your last name. So Dinesh from Optic Foliar. Um, <laughs> we'll be speaking uh, after Scotty on on uh, his stuff. So that'd be awesome during the lunch hour. And then we'll have Brendan uh, Strath from uh, Spectrum King. Uh, he's been one of our more popular guests and one of the most informative guests that we've had on the show. He'll be talking about lighting uh, in aquaponics and cannabis. So that'll be super, super awesome for an hour. And then after him, we'll have Leanne Keys. He's going to give us a, a tour of his facility up at Habitat Life. Uh, we're going to get a private behind-the-scenes tour of, of uh, Habitat Life, which is going to be really, really awesome. He's going to give us kind of a, an explanatory walkthrough of his facility which is going to be really, really awesome for the uh, um, uh, uh, for the conference. So, and then after him, we're going to have Murray Hollum. He's going to be talking about his flowering stuff and some of the other cool projects he's been working on, as well as uh, you know just some basics on, on aquaponic system design. So that'll be really awesome as well. And then after that, we have a, a, a to close the the conference. We're going to have a commercial producers panel. We'll have Tanner Stewart of Stewart Farms. Up in Canada, we'll have uh, myself, we'll have Bain Howard of Vertica uh, Aquaponics, which is down here in Oklahoma. Uh, I, I've worked with him uh, closely over there. It's, it's quite a cool facility they got going on. And, uh, and if you haven't had a chance to check out any of their dispensaries, I believe they have four or five dispensaries around Oklahoma. Definitely check them out. They're some of the nicer dispensaries in the state. Um, we have Dan, uh, Dylan McAdam, who has one of the coolest uh, grows in all of Canada. He grows up in the far north of Saskatchewan. And, um, uh, you know, one of the more northern, uh, probably uh, in terms of latitude aquaponic cannabis growers on the planet, uh, certainly one of the more northern aquaponic growers, period, on the planet as well, in terms of uh, latitude. And then Marty will also be joining us. And then uh, uh, Leanne Keys will also be joining us as well uh, from Habitat Life. So we'll kind of have a, a broad spectrum of different commercial aquaponic cannabis producers that are all running or consulting on large-scale aquaponic cannabis uh, grows. Uh, at this time. So if anyone has any questions on that, uh, we'll bring up a couple of topics and then we'll take some questions in the crowd uh, to kind of close things out. So really going to be an awesome, awesome conference. We have giveaways from uh, Mammoth Microbes. We got um, a recharge, optic foliar, foop nutrients, uh, true aquaponics nutrients, and a whole bunch of surprises we have in store for you guys. Um, some other cool stuff we're hoping is ready on time. We have some stuff that I'm kind of holding back because uh, we're having some website issues, but if everything goes together, I think we're going to have some really cool surprises over the course of the weekend for you guys uh, that we haven't posted publicly yet. So definitely keep, stay posted for that. And just uh, really excited to have kind of two straight days of lock upon a cannabis education. I think a lot of us are kind of starving for going, you know, these types of events and um, to be able to put something like this together uh, and have the community kind of come together. I'm, I'm incredibly grateful uh, for everyone's time and taking the time to help educate everybody and, and taking the time to, to put this together. You know, it took quite a bit of work to put this all together. And, and I really appreciate everybody's time to, to, you know, participate in this and, and just, you know, make the world better by getting this information out there.
<clears throat> so super stoked. Yeah, thanks to everyone that you know shows up every week and hangs out in chat and asks great questions. You know, we really wanted to to do something to kind of create some new content for everybody who's stuck inside. Um, you know, it's great that we got so much content already that's already out there. You know, there's tons of stuff to do, but everybody's always looking for new stuff and to organize so much stuff into one weekend. Um, you know, it's going to be going to be a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to it. Oh yeah, yeah. We're hoping. Yeah, I think. I, never mind. I was gonna gonna mention something that we might have open, but I think I'll hold back. Um, other than that, uh, I think we might have a few surprise guests during the the transitions. We have some cool people that are gonna pop in say hi and uh who knows what else might be given away over the course of the weekend uh particularly for american and canadian residents and we have some stuff available and then trying to uh, australian residents as well i think we're going to have some some giveaways available as well so uh definitely uh um looking forward to that and then uh what have you been doing this week in the last week and a half i know it's been kind of crazy everyone's been really busy busy what have you been up to yeah, I mean, shit's finally calming down a little bit where we're not just, like, I finally haven't been, had to do too many, like, supply drops for people or stuff like that for those of you guys who haven't uh, been tuning in. I guess we've had a number of people um, have their, you know, lose their homes um, to wildfire here locally. Basically, two towns are either mostly or half gone talent phoenix oregon um, and then <clears throat> on top of that in northern california the slater fire um, around happy camp which is where i'm from we lost so much just uh, about half the town a number of different houses my dad's homestead my aunt's homestead my brother's homestead all just toast um so that took you know <laughs> took a lot we can't even get in there and look at it so that's uh, that's typical. Um, it's basically been, been declared a disaster area. So there's so many trees and stuff across the road um, that you can't even get in there without an escort. Um, so uh, right now they're prioritizing everyone that has still has a house standing. They get to go in and check on stuff first for people that have animals. So it's probably going to be another month or so before we even get to assess the damage, but just, you know, we've gotten pictures that have come out and there's, you know, nothing but the foundation left. The chicken coop survives at my dad's place. <laughs> that's, uh, that's it out of three homesteads, you know, three houses, two barns, three woodsheds, carports, uh, you know, <laughs> everything just toast. So, uh, so that's been a lot to deal with, but, um, Finally, uh, it's been calming down a little bit. Um, you know, people are at least settled in their temporary locations and have all the supplies they need, like clothes and the basics and stuff. And now it's just like dealing with insurance companies and FEMA and other stuff that you don't want to do <laughs> after you've already had to deal with all this other shit. So, um, so but I did get some time to work in the garden uh, today. I've got. Um, half of it fill up with clones, the other half I'm gonna, I did with those seeds. So I planted those seeds from Mr. Green Jeans, um, <clears throat> which was Pineapple Jack and 
how does he say the other one? Is it like Kajoa Kush or something like Kajoa that? Kush. Yeah. So uh, those are the two that I, I planted. Um, and these are going to be the ones that are going to be planted in dual root zone pots. And they're just going to be sprouted in the spot that they are going to flower at. So they won't be moved at all. So we'll grow them up big enough to clone them and veg them out a little bit. <clears throat> but uh, so these will be um, kind of like a mini pinot hunt. So I'll have half clones and half um, seed plants. Then obviously I'm expecting some males. So that's one thing I'll have to keep a close eye on are the seed plants and make sure that they get those sex right away and pull the males out. But Aside from that, uh, garden-wise, you know, things are cooling down at night, so that's always helpful. Um, that's another thing I'll probably talk about a little bit, too. It's in my other deck. If I don't do the favorite podcast stuff, is uh, um, the automation stuff that I was doing um, with temperature and humidity, kind of like a ghetto environmental setup with a weather station, um, but just talking about automation is what's on the other part of my deck. But that's the stuff that I've been working on. I, so I've got everything readjusted for veg now so that all of my, um, all of my rules for my software are set up for uh, veg temperature and humidity settings. Um, what else did I do in the garden recently? Clean my filters because the smoke was horrible. So definitely um, got those cleaned out. You know, we were losing some airflow, I'm pretty sure, because the, they were so clogged up. We had ash that was falling here pretty consistently. The one little outdoor plant that I had outside in my little outdoor system just got covered in ash. So that sucked. Um, but yeah. That's kind of the garden stuff that I have going on. I've still got clones going of uh, Thor's Berry, Sunset Sherbert, and Snowman. So those are the, the clones that I'm working with on this round, I guess. I think that's about it for garden stuff. <clears throat> Just getting, getting my food dialed back in for veg. So up in my, my feed schedule um, as I get more plants in there. been my garden set what about you i know you've been in the lab a lot right yeah we've been setting up a new growth space there's a, a growth space i'm kind of taking over that was um running a different uh running all soil and had some issues so just kind of uh finishing up getting the last few plants out of there and then kind of dismantling everything so we can deep clean and then uh we'll be setting up some some breeding stuff going to do some back or some open pollination of the uh, zimland race and then we'll do an open pollination in a tent in the same room of the um uh zamal the uh reunion island just to bulk out some seeds and try and give out some to the community and then uh you know also just to bulk them out i don't have a ton of seeds from those so i just kind of need to bulk them out as well so uh, i want to make sure we give some of those out as well just in case i ever have an incident like your uh your father just went through and your your brother and stuff that 
you know, if you do lose them all and you lose everything, uh, at least you can ask somebody for those seeds back. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was the other thing. We were getting ready to start a grow down there. So I took all of my backup seeds down there and was going to start uh, working with some of those. And that kind of sucked. I got, um, I had some really cool stuff that uh, I got from uh, people in the PFA that I always hold on to. I got it right before my outdoor got shut down was that like four years ago there's like three years easy worth of me bitching um on the podcast but i think we got shut down i think it was four years ago or so that we got um that i got those seeds and i was finally going to start uh in the spring next year we were setting up to have a greenhouse down there and uh, now they're just literally toasted so that sucks like my i mean it wasn't I luckily like the ones that Mr. Green Jean sent me and those G13 ones that you let me and some of the other ones that I was already planning on running here. I kept here, but it sucks to lose. I don't know, probably. I guess not not a ton of them, but maybe like 15 different strains, probably 30 seeds each, give or take. So that always sucks. Yeah. Probably the worst was the um, uh, the guns. My dad had a number of like um, older guns that were like octagon barrel, uh, like super old pioneer style weapons, muzzle loaders, um, a lot of really old stuff. Some of it was worth a lot of money. And uh, so who knows what's left of those? We got wait till we can get in the gun safe. But I also heard that looters took a bunch of stuff also. So people came in and started, like I know my neighbor um, uh, said that, um, or I guess my dad's neighbor said that somebody came in and already broke into their safe. So they had gotten an escort in to see what was up with their property when they got there. Somebody had already drilled into, broken into their safe, looted a bunch of stuff off the property. So. <laughs> not excited that uh, you know probably anything that did survive anything of value is probably already gone anyway so uh, the fires are, are no joke man it's it's uh, it's tough and this one was you know we've been dealing with wildfires in that area for a long time I remember the 87 fires were really bad but in this particular case man it just moved so fast and burned so hot I've seen pictures of like aluminum drift boats that were turned into puddles. So the <coughs> the entire boat just melted and turned into a puddle sitting around the trailer <coughs> frame because <coughs> it burned so hot. Some older heavy equipment just completely melted. All the tires just exploded. It's just crazy how fast all that stuff can disappear. So, I mean, it's what, 140,000 acres now, I think, um, is, the, is the footprint. And they say like 40,000 acres is what burned the hottest. And it's right around that, that one valley there that had a number of different homes in it. So it's, uh, it's been tough. So any, anything that we can do for them, I know we've been, you know, like I said, we've been organizing supply drops for people that can't get to um, other stuff. So if you can't get to the shelter or whatever, there's 
you know, just reach out and people can, you know, drive stuff out to you. That's what we do. Um, so shout out to, to those guys um, down at like the YMCA uh, in, in Medford have been awesome um, to handle with that. The, um, the Baptist Church, I can't remember the name of it, but it's right across the street there too. So it, it's been really cool to see everyone come out and, um, you know, really take care of each other in such a horrible time. But uh, it's going to take a while for like Town and Phoenix and everyone to rebuild just because um, it's like, it's basically half the town. You can drive down and see where like on one side of the freeway, pretty much everything is still left. And then on the other side, it looks like a bomb went off. So it's going to be a bit. Yeah. And then uh, other than that, I've just been working on some edible stuff and some other stuff for the market out here. Um, just, you know, been working making edibles for a long time just kind of making some side stuff uh to kind of pay the bills you know <laughs> in between grows for sure i know you grows all the time on, right? you what's that do you say you've been working on lemonade yeah we have a killer lemonade that's been super popular we had an event last weekend uh where we had nothing but good feedback which was super fun uh and yeah i don't know it's been fun working a lot in the lab just hanging out working with a lot of fun people get to hang out with a lot of my friends at work and stuff and just i don't know around people i like doing stuff i enjoy kind of uh at least a little bit of a respite from how crazy the rest of the year has been so i can't complain that's awesome how's the lab going everything running good, going good. And, yeah and then uh, some of my other projects i've been working on have been kind of slowly panning out so coming together and then uh yeah i don't know we'll kind of see how things go the rest of the year you never know things can always go sideways <laughs> but uh for me i'm excited just for it to cool off <coughs> and yeah. uh, be able to run the indoor you know oh yeah Dude, we're, start, we're starting a new greenhouse we're going to be working on a, a veggie greenhouse here at the house uh, try and grow some veggies here through the winter some some cold tolerant stuff and winter crop stuff and uh, maybe do some just traditional soil growing out there uh, just for the sake of the winter, maybe upgrade that to aquaponics come summertime. But uh, I think I'm gonna, we have some really cool neighbors um, that live, uh, we live on the same property, but we are on opposite ends of the property. So I think we're gonna kind of build a joint veggie, veggie garden here for the winter because uh, we kind of just realized we both are into gardening a couple of days ago. And we're like, hey man, we should just combine forces and. <laughs> we're both doing the same shit on the same property so i think that's gonna be gonna be awesome and fun to work with and then uh other than that just taking care of I have a, a pupper who's about six months old so dealing with a teenager uh, in that regard right now has been fun so uh or you know not always fun but always entertaining for sure and uh I don't know, other than that just kind of gearing up for the conference and uh working on the class with you. Uh, Marty and I have been uh, getting very close to finish. We have, I think, two more sections left to finish recording. And then we have a couple of like spot topics that we, we have set aside to, to record or re-record um, where we didn't have the best audio or we had some hiccups because of internet connection or something like that. But uh, 
Uh, other than that, we're, we're almost finished with that. So we're hoping to have that out sometime in October. Um, so super stoked on that, you know, barring anything else coming up, I think we'll have that out sometime in October. So I'm really excited on that. Yeah, that, <clears throat> that's going to be fun. Get that all put together and wrapped up. So excited. Oh, yeah, I know you've been putting a lot of time in uh, editing it and everything else. So. Yeah, it's, it hasn't been too bad. You know, it's been, you know, for the most part, just chopping it up to start with. I'm not going to get real fancy with it. Um, but it, it's still a lot of hours. So it's a lot of listening, cutting, um, putting things back together. So it's not, uh, it's a little tedious, I guess. But aside from that, I don't feel like it's, uh, I don't feel like it's going to take a long time to polish up because we basically just record in such long sessions that um, doesn't require a ton of editing. Uh, so that's definitely nice. Uh, but it'll just be good to, to get it done and just be able to have something finished instead of just feeling like you're constantly working on it because it is hard because we, you know, like we add stuff all the time, we change stuff, or sometimes we'll just be talking to someone on the podcast and be like, oh, we got to go back and update that. Sometimes it's something that <clears throat> just has to be added or sometimes it's new information. Sometimes, uh, you know, it's a complete side topic that we didn't even uh, consider before. So it's, uh, I definitely have a better perspective of what it's like to try and edit a movie, <laughs> like to fit within a certain amount of time. Um, <laughs> I can definitely see how, like, uh, I can't imagine like Endgame is, a uh, you know, three hour long movie and I'm sure they still wanted to shove more stuff inside of it. Um, so I, <laughs> I can definitely appreciate that. But again, the, the longer we go and the longer it drags on, the more stuff we get to add. So um, yeah, it's gonna be great. Um, Michelle wants to know, how's the 3D printer? Well, I have two 3D printers now, which is great because now I can do twice as much stuff. However, I broke one of them. It's just a belt though. So as soon as the belt gets here, it'll be back together. Um, but uh, I did um, run, so this is a, a piece. Um, obviously this is just a T, but this will uh, fit together. I'm trying to get it, right now it's not real smooth. I don't know if you guys can see that or not, but I need to get the model a little bit better so that um, it doesn't have all these little bumps on it where it's just going to create, it's not going to seal very well, it's going to create little holes and leak. But, um, <clears throat> but I do really like it. I think that I'll be able to do what I want to do, um, which is uh, create some custom aquaponic parts, which is going to be awesome. Um, the U-Siphon, I think, is going to be a little bit more complicated, but Ideally, it'll just fit on the end of your drain and allow you to set the height of your siphon. Similar to what I do now, but just kind of all in one piece. It'll just fit together and slide, hopefully. It may not be quite that easy, but that's the idea behind it. And then the other stuff will just be, um, uh, I think there are a couple models that I'm going to adapt that already exist for doing 
um, drip systems for the dual root zone, um, um, which is just going to be on a separate timer. So I'll be able to put all that together, print the parts for it, as opposed to buying the store, which will be nice. Um, and I also think I'll be able to use or adjust them to make them better adapted for solid, which is always the issue when you're using a drip system with aquaponics or any type of team, uh, like microbial-based stuff at all, you can get um, clogged up pretty easy just with microbial flow growth um, and stuff inside of it. So definitely going to have mostly free flowing with just a little small uh, area at the end that you'll be able to pop off and clean out if it does clog. Um, so I don't think we'll be able to solve the problem of it clogging, but I do think that we'll be able to um, clean it out relatively easily. So those are the the things that I'm working on with the 3D printer, and then um, the dual root zone pot. That's what I have the the bigger printer for. That's the one that needs a belt. So when it gets back uh, uh, up and running again, then I'll be able to start printing the dual root zone pot, which is essentially just uh, just like a normal pot, except for it has um, a mesh filter on it. Awesome. And I think. I'm gonna make one that doesn't have it doesn't have a true bottom. Essentially, it'll be a mesh bottom, and then it'll have uh, feet that can stick down in media bed, as opposed to um, as opposed to setting the pot all the way down in the media bed and having media inside of it. This pot would have feet that stick down into the media bed and a mesh bottom so that the plant can grow through it. So I'll keep you guys posted on that. I did start the models of it, but I'm kind of a noob for creating my own models. So it's going to take a little bit to get that part done. But I have lots of stuff like existing models for just general parts and stuff like this that I can get in the printer all dialed in on now. And it saves me money on picking up other stuff. So I'm excited for that. And uh, good stuff. Sweet. Alrighty, well, um, if you guys are interested in checking out the conference or finding out more, definitely check us out here at the Potent Punks YouTube channel, October 3rd and 4th at 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific. I want to show everybody how to find you there, Marty. Oh, yeah, you can find me um, <clears throat> on YouTube at AP Meds, on Instagram at AP Meds, Alcoholic Cannabis Growers Group on Facebook. And you can find me any of those places. Awesome. And uh, you can find me right here at the Potent Punks YouTube channel, uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, all the things. Uh, also, the podcast will be recorded and reposted uh, after the conference. I'm going to probably repost them as individual videos uh, just so that people can watch the, the, you know, the, the talks individually. Um, so uh, there might be you know, a day or two in between the, the re-upload uh, just for the sake of making sure everything goes smoothly. But um, all of it will be available after the conference if you do miss it so but i do hope to have you there live and uh, we'll be giving away all kinds of cool stuff uh, definitely check it out so uh, we hope to see you there uh potent Planet's youtube channel and uh, we're gonna hop over on the uh, embracing organic show uh, and we'll see you guys
Cheers.